0: Johnson, coming to you from upstairs studio in the Snuggery along the Gulf of Mexico. With me, Samantha Balch. How you doing, Sam?
1: Wow, I'm doing great now. We just had a little fairy session. Um, I get fairy session. Fairy, yeah, fairy. You know, therapy. That's what the cool kids call it. They call it fairy. Um, I get to have mashed potatoes at dinner. Maybe hope they're good. We don't know. a surprise.
0: I just roasted a pork butt.
1: Oh! Did you? Find I have. The, the, first, the pig I, yourself?
0: A, a couple months ago. A couple months ago, I got I got into into baking, and then I was yeah, baking I too much, and it's way too many calories, too many carbs. So, so I decided it's,
1: it's uh, protein time.
0: I've decided to go into slow roasting big hunks of meat, um, because I I read a I read a news thing the other day. Somebody at the some big wig at the UN said we Americans needed to. Need to eat less meat, and uh, so I'm doubling down on my on my protein intake. And you um, took
1: that personally, folks.
0: I took it very personally. You're gonna have to pry my my pork butt <laughs> from my cold dead hands. Um, also, also need the protein for uh, for for my deadlifting. Games. Um So so this this, season. this 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 pork butt, I roasted it for like sixteen hours.
1: Wow. So you Slower. do you have a? Oh no! This like, is just what, in the oven. Just... This is, oh, you wow. know, put
0: a dry rub on it. And then at that low temperature, it builds up uh, this kind of outer crust. They call it the bar- bark. They yeah. call it bark. Okay, question. And then, yes, go ahead.
1: How were your dogs doing around hour 12 of smelling slow roasting pork in your house?
0: Look, they are always ready to eat, to eat everything all the time. So uh, I just feel I'm like just kinda... if it
1: was my family's dog, the dog just would have been at the oven waiting.
0: Oh, it like it just, has oh to be smells pretty. so good. And then and then, <laughs> but it's not done when you take it out. You gotta you wrap it in aluminum foil and then wrap it in a couple of towels, and then you let it you let it rest for two plus hours.
1: That must and, be the hardest two hours of your life.
0: And then um then you pull it to make pulled pork. And um so after we're done recording this episode, and after I go to the gym, then I'm gonna pull my pork and it's gonna be delicious.
1: Oh my gosh, will you send me a picture? I want to see the pork.
0: Uh maybe. <laughs> are maybe. we doing are we doing
1: sandwich? Are we doing just eating the pork on a plate? What are, we, oh, what are we doing? I think,
0: I think probably gonna have some with a little bit of barbecue sauce. Uh probably That's don't need up. it. Um maybe tomorrow we were thinking about maybe doing some uh some pulled pork burritos or something like that.
1: I was just gonna suggest. Put a little egg and cheese and breakfast, get a little breakfast burrito going sure, with the pulled pork. Sure. Chef's kiss.
0: Yeah, because this was like a, a 10 pound pork butt that I started Good with. God. So there's, there's a lot, i going to have a lot of pork. It's, so
1: much um, pork. it's
0: a lot of <laughs> pork. small army. Hey, listeners, if you got thoughts on uh, slow roasting, big hunks of meat, head over to Playhaven. That's myplayhaven.com and let me know. Um, I don't think I've mentioned this. One of the users over there, she posted something that was going on in her community, and she said she was glad there was a a place to be horrified with like-minded people, which I I think is- Can we
1: put that as a banner? (laughs)
0: I told her that's what I thought that was going to be a, a new tagline for Playhaven, a place to be horrified with like-minded people. Um, oh my little, god! Yeah, little early learning I... community we're building. Uh, you know, if you want to talk early learning, you want to talk self care, you want to want to hang out with like-minded you people and horrified. be horrified. Um, not too you want long to talk ago,
1: about slow roasting
0: hunks of meat. Kristen, Kristen uh, told me about her trip to Africa not too long ago, and oh, I, yeah, I
1: got that. I'm in her newsletter, so I got to read that. I, I
0: hypothesized about why they hadn't already put uh, cell tower equipment on top of giraffes so they'd have better cell coverage.
1: Such a good cue. Wow. And Such good questions it, coming from giraffes. And
0: I, I had AI create some uh, some images that I put up on the Playhaven site that were delightful. It's exactly what I pictured. Um <laughs> Giraffe with a this cell is, tower. This is part is it? of my
1: 15 minutes after work, Jeff, because I got to get on Playhaven more and well, be horrified with like-minded people and see these giraffes. And, and
0: look at look at look at AI. Think I've come up with some of their AI creations over there too. The uh, the AI imaging is is really doing right by me lately. Um, so Sam, what are we talking about in this episode?
1: We're talking about um, something that I've been thinking about recently, especially since coming back into a toddler classroom. Um, so like two turning three year olds and then so, like some young twos, some middle threes kind of age um, is this idea of, of, are we maybe a lo- sometimes, and I don't know the answer to this, which is why I'm asking. Are we sometimes maybe too in the weeds with like quote unquote, analyzing children's play. And I say, this is someone who really highly values schema theory and using that to try and develop engaging experiences for children and someone who really enjoys kind of pretending I'm in a white lab coat and these are my little mice and writing down some things that are happening and hypothesizing what might be happening in their little brains. And then sometimes I'm like, is this kind of similar to when you're reading a book in your sophomore English class and your teacher is telling you about how the author made the curtains in the bedroom blue to symbolize the depression of this character. And the author's like, no, they were just blue. Does that make sense?
0: Yes, we and, and the answer is going to be a very short episode. The answer is yes, people get way off too right. much in the weeds. Um, we get we get way up in our heads way too much. Um, and the reason for it is because our 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 human brains are wired with a bias towards complicated.
1: And, and we talked about that.
0: Yeah, yeah, and we have. And I think this falls into this falls into that. Are we we're, we're wired to think the complicated way is the right way because it took a lot of thinking and a lot of energy and a lot of planning and and all of this. And so the one of the reasons I think some people have a hard time letting play just happen and stepping back and keeping their hands to themselves and biting their tongue and not fiddling with it is because they feel like they need to make it more complicated.
1: Yeah. And so this could get me, this could get me in some Twitter fights Um, and I'm not on Twitter. And I, again, I want to be, I am coming at this with a lot of true curiosity because I am start like I feel like a lot of times I'm going in a circle and I'm wondering is the circle I'm going in healthy for anyone I feel like a lot of us who possibly work in places that identify themselves as quote-unquote regio inspired which can mean any number of things it's not like a re- regulated term or anything find ourselves being asked like oh well, when the kids were playing with the baby dolls what do you think they were wondering what do you think they were doing what's the deeper meaning there and there are lots of times like I think we can pinpoint some things right we can see some behaviors that's like oh it looks kind of like they're acting out what they might be going through at home because they have a new baby brother and then there are other times when I wonder myself maybe they just like the baby dolls right now and this is just something they're doing to do something and see how it feels
0: and, and a step also a step valid. beyond that is that it could be either one of those things, and it it doesn't matter because right. they're they're learning. No matter what's going on in their heads, no matter what the reasoning for it is, they're right. learning. They're learning the language skills. They're learning the physical skills. They're they're having the experience, and and what's motivating them doesn't doesn't really matter. It's the experience that they're having while they're having it.
1: And that I think thing. has been what's been weighing on me and the reason i've been like in the circle and concerned about it is i've been so caught up in am i noticing what they're quote unquote really getting at and i'm forgetting that we have a delightful classroom full of wonderful creative compassionate children who enjoy spending time with us and with each other and at the end of the day isn't that literally all that matters um yeah it's and 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 so so nice and cool but, so how
0: do we, how do we create an environment where, where that's enough?
1: Boy, that's my question, man. How do we get out of the weeds? How do we, how do we feel like, this comes back a little bit to the conversation we just had about, uh, I'm sure none of you listened to it because don't, it's just an hour of me being full of existential dread. Um, yeah, 45 of like, minutes. Um, of me, uh, you know, just questioning like, is as anything ever enough, you know? And I want this to be enough. I want the way they feel when they're playing with things and when they're flipping through books and when they are running around with the flashlights outside, when it gets dark at 4.30 PM to be enough. And that enjoyment and excitement to be enough. And of course it is my responsibility if they're having a good time with it and they seem or they have a problem, or there's something that we can, you know, they want to do something more, it is my responsibility to add to that, which is why, you know, I hang out with them and near them and listen to them and, like, take notes on some things and do recordings of some things so that I can, you know, maybe see, oh, was somebody talking about, you know, getting a bigger flashlight or putting the flashlight on top of something? How do I help support them in that? But what if it's, if if that's all it is, if it's not about, anything other than that and it's just about I really want to put the flashlight on the slide that's also good and valid and worthy of talking of like being in the room with and about and it doesn't mean that I'm not doing quote-unquote the work I feel like that's where I've been feeling like is that I'm someone who comes from the caregiving as curriculum especially at this age group point of like that's my framework and sometimes I've been feeling like oh I'm not doing enough I'm focusing too much on the caregiving as curriculum and like what the hell oh my god you I don't think you can ever focus too much on caregiving truly so what's made me feel like all of a sudden that isn't enough in air quotes like that that bums me out I I caregiving is everything so how do we get out of that zone how do we how do we claw our way
0: well i mean we just we just we just do it we just do it i mean it's like everything else we just we just get out of our heads and we just we just do it um which i mean not not easy very very easy for me to say um but look it takes if if it takes time to realize that this thing that they're doing is enough. If you look at Gray's conditions of play, Gray's five, Gray's five conditions of play, one of them is that that real play is about the process, not the product. Right. And I think a lot of times with this this weed getting into, um, we interrupt the process by by imposing oh they're trying to make the uh the flashlight stay on the the bike so i better get the tape um and instead of just letting them fiddle around with them and maybe fail or maybe figure out on their own that hey there's a piece of string there or oh i'm going to take my shoelace out of my shoe right and- or ask that- yeah. Or ask for for some string um, and staying out of the way and letting letting the kids be the leaders of that. We find ourselves trying trying to help. And it's it's all usually it's usually good intentioned, Oh Yeah. But but usually, I mean, often what we could do is just step back and put our hands behind our backs or, you know, jot some notes down and uh, and stay out of the way. It's
1: like um, I believe it was Magda Gerber or it was uh emmy pickler but i'm pretty sure it was magda gerber um specifically talking about infants obviously because that was her main expertise but uh like the advice she would give to people was do less observe more enjoy most and like that that stuck with me the first time i read it just because enjoy most was on there i was like oh that's right this is just a joyful thing to be able to be a part of of children's delightful strange little worlds and the things that they do inside of them so if i'm doing quote unquote less that's not because i don't care or because i don't have a generally nerdy interest in the way children's brains are working and figuring out problems but i also respect them and who they are as children to just be doing stuff
0: and 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 the other thing is that 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 doing less isn't necessarily less because you had right. to put a lot of thought and en- energy into building that environment and setting setting up a space where the kids were able to just go do their thing that that requires everything from from the physical the physicality of the environment to to the policies and procedures that are in place um that, that support that environment and all of that, all of that groundwork has to be done. And then you do have to be keeping an eye on everything and, and making sure that, that some of their, their experiments to try to solve their problems or whatever they're doing aren't, are uh, things that are going to become health or health or safety concerns, those kind of things. And so we're, we're, we're not abandoning them. We're just stepping out of the way.
1: Yeah. And we're, you know, we're not, I don't know. I feel like there's, there's just such a, and maybe that's just like how we're wired as humans, right? Like to the the search for deeper meaning or whatnot. Um, Like, I I feel like I've been, I've been feeling really pressured. A lot of it from myself, of course, um, to figure out like, Oh, what's really happening. You know, what is it that they're really doing right here? And I think a lot of times the answer is just they're being children. They're doing stuff children do, which is wonderful. And we should be very excited to see that. It might not be that there is a deep vested interest in the way that textures change how balls can roll down ramps. And that's okay. Nobody, like the children have not failed if they're not interested in that, and neither have I.
0: Well, and the other thing is they... They're experiencing experiencing that um, in in real time. And just because you just because we don't notice them noticing it doesn't mean it's not not registering someplace in in their little heads.
1: Right. And us not noticing something is also not necessarily the mark of a bad teacher or a bad observer or anything like that. Um. Yeah. Which I, I think that's also like, I've been coming. I've been like feeling like, oh, if I'm not, if I can't under like quote unquote understand what this is quote unquote really about, then something is wrong with me as a practitioner. I've missed something and something's out of step. And I don't. I don't
0: think it's true. Yeah. Well. Okay. So and and the we we uh, we we we're, we're always gonna miss something. Yeah. Because kids are learning all of the stuff all of the time. I did a and you've
1: got post. like seventy of them.
0: Yeah, yeah. I did a post on the Play Evolution HQ site the other the other day about uh, about uh, about uh, learning domains and th- those developmental domains, and they exist because adults need an easy way to sort and classify what's going on with kids, but kids don't go from, Oh, I'm going to work on developing my physical domain. And now I'm going to work on, on my cognitive uh, learning. They they don't do any of that. It's all happening all of the time. right? And, and so, well, we might want to get up in the weeds as adults and talk about it and sort it and categorize it and think about it, which is, which is fine. Because look, I would argue that, the profession struggles on both ends because on one end, we've got people that are always up in their heads about this stuff and, and quote unquote, Hello. in the weeds. It's me. And then on the other, on the other end of the spectrum, we've got people who are barely warm bodies right. in the classrooms. And, and so I think we need to find some, some middle ground there where we're um in the weeds enough to, so what's like, the, what's the, the like in it's like up to your, up to your knees. Weeds? Yeah. Maybe that, knee that deep knee instead deep of, is,
1: we're, we're knee deep in the weeds, but the, the weeds aren't, it's not like a cornfield.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The weeds aren't over our head and, and distract. Okay. Yeah. Because, uh, keep it going because when they're, when the weeds get up over your head, you are distracted about from what's really, what's really going on. Right. And you let know, the weeds get up to your, up to your knees um, you're still paying attention to oh is that is that some um, going through schema that I'm observing? Yeah, there?
1: hey, I see some transporting happening over there. I wonder if that's you know is that becoming a habit that we're all doing or is this just yeah. something we want to accomplish today?
0: But, but 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 we but it's not deep enough that we can't see that we can't see a, a broad picture of what's really going on with things.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, this is a this is a good metaphor. This is helping me. This is. Was it like this is still something, like I I have a like I'm still there's a lot that I'm trying to figure out and I think part of it is I have a lot of people in my school and if you are listening I love you um that are various ends of the spectrum nobody is just a warm body you're all much better than that don't worry about it um but there's definitely like a big spectrum of like our understanding of
0: damn just winked what at me want. when she said that <laughs> no she she totally she, told me she totally didn't with
1: all of the names and people she did. uh <laughs> Didn't hate any of you um but there is definitely like a big but a big spectrum in like understanding what we want to do when we see children do things like how we want to interact with the information they give us and sure. that like it's tr- it's tricky to figure out right like we all everyone obviously everyone is right in their own way. So how do we how do we blend all of these things? How do we feel like we're all doing similar amounts? Um and we all have a generally similar picture. I don't know. It's a good question.
0: Yeah. Well, and and I think along those lines there are I mean, there are some people who are what weed enablers? Oh, yeah. There there are some people that even if you find yourself trying to stay out of the the tall weeds they are they are beckoning you in like uh like you're like your weed, we, weed witches. They're weed they weed witches. They're kind of like children Daddy of the child. corn. Uh they're they're beckoning <laughs> you into the cornfield where I mean something nasty happens to you. Um uh-huh. and we don't
1: you're stuck there, I guess.
0: Yeah. Uh we don't we don't need that happening. And so um managing your relationships with the weed witches, if that's what we're calling them, uh can be that. can be a challenge too.
1: Be gone weed
0: witch. Yeah, yeah, okay, there. I want you to do that next time. Next time you feel a weed witch pulling you into into a conversation, <laughs> you, you just stand up and uh, in your best Dungeons and Dragons voice, um oh my God. you know, I've got several uh well, let's hear it. Let's hear one of them saying "Be gone witch." <laughs>
1: Oh my god, but you got like which character are we playing at? Um that's I would like a
0: I would like a um a paladin an elf oh, paladin.
1: An elf paladin? Okay. Wow, that's kind of an interesting combo. Um we should we should have I'm sorry, just sidebar. I will be posting on Playhaven to see if anybody wants to do a little D&D at some point. Um so if you're one of those people, please come to Playhaven a place where you can connect with people who think the same things are horrible and also pretend to be paladin elves. Uh, so paladin elf, let's see. I feel like that would be sort of like a um, on witch sort of thing. There
0: we go. Sam, you come up with a childcare themed D D adventure, and uh, I'm to. I'm totally there unless it's distracting you from doing something that gets you to your your imaginary thirty five year plan, plan
1: goal. Um, I did once run a D and D session for like twelve of my family members over the summer, um, where they were trapped in a multi-dimensional they like they got sucked through a portal and they had to go find this thing and they were in an IKEA. But I didn't tell them they were in an IKEA. So I could totally do a classroom. <laughs> could totally do that. That'd be very fun. I'm sure that already exists.
0: I'm sure it does but not as good as you would do it. Um uh, we just got into some d and d weeds. Um We did. <laughs> what kind of Okay, so what about weed killer? Or, oh boy. Or what could you what could you What could you cultivate instead of weeds?
1: Hmm. I mean, you you can, get... I feel like the obvious answer. But, well, okay. First of all, just to be clear, a weed is a plant that's just growing somewhere you don't want it, and a lot of weeds are lovely. So, I feel like if we're looking for if we're looking for some sort of blossoming flower or crop we can harvest. um, Hmm. I think I think taking the time to observe children is always incredibly helpful just to again, like we talked about, kind of step back and just watch, even when it's a time when we might want to intervene a little bit more. Today I uh, specifically did this with a kid that I've I've been hanging out with for quite some time, but um uh it's a it's a child who's really clearly interested in forming some close play relationships. And it's a little tricky because this child is an English language learner uh, and is also uh, a little bit older than the children that they want to really connect with. So there's a couple different things going on for them. Yeah. And I followed as this child was following these other two children and they go sort of into their little corner and the first two children are telling this boy, no, 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 you can't come. And my first thought was, probably let him know that they're telling him no you know should probably make sure he's hearing that and then my second thought was he isn't deaf let's see what happens let's see how this plays out just follow and mostly they just kind of sat there staring at each other in this confused sort of silence um there was a little bit of chatter but not a lot and then when the when my buddy touched one of the trucks that the other kid had then it turned into A screaming match and there there were arms being flailed and that's when i stepped in because we then created a health and safety hazard but if i had stepped in earlier i would have missed maybe what was an interesting moment between them where they kept saying no no you can't fit you can't come and then he could physically fit and he sat there so (laughs) is that playing with each other are we forming a connection how do we feel
0: it's, it's absolutely a interesting social situation that they all learn to navigate. So yeah, uh, if nothing else, it has that. Um, so along, along those lines, you got me thinking is um, maybe if you, you happen to be a person that enjoys getting all up in their head and into the weeds. And I mean, Hello. people, people have that um, focused weed getting is, is maybe what you need to pay attention to because there are, I mean look if you got a class of 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 12 kids there are probably hopefully 8 of them that just go off and play and do their own thing and then there's a couple more that need a little bit more one-on-one attention from the adults in the room and then maybe there's there's one or two that need lots and lots of that um and and focusing that that desire to, to, to do that analyzing and thinking and reflecting on those kids who are really experiencing those, those challenges, whether it's, whether it's a three-year-old who wants to join rough and tumble play, but doesn't really know how to, to enter the play or, or how to how to manage their their inter- interoceptive um, skills uh, well enough that they're not not grabbing people too hard or those kind of things. So that kind of that kind of size. You're just grabbing my
1: buddy. <laughs> That's my buddy.
0: So so when we can we we can focus it on on those situations where it's really needed. Um, that gives it, it gives it a an outlet. And it meets our need to reflect on that kind of stuff. Because if you're really into that, it's, it's a, it's probably a need you have. It's just, it's just part of your temperament. It's part of who you are. And so finding a a positive focus for it like that can maybe be a, a productive use of it instead of just being all in the weeds about everything all the time.
1: Yeah, I would, I would, I would co-sign that. I would definitely agree with that. I think there's a lot. I think it's love I love thinking about thinking right I love thinking about children's thinking and thinking about the things that it, that they're up to and doing and wondering and how I can support that and how like how how have I unintentionally inhibited it how have I helped make it you know how how have I helped it flourish and at the same time I if I try to do that with everything I'm going to lose it like we ca- I cannot assign you know divine meaning to every single action of a two-year-old it's gonna you're gonna burn out
0: yeah 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 um any more on this
1: oh i would just i would love people's thoughts please go on to the website where you can pretend to be an elf wizard uh and some other stuff myplayhaven.com and yeah i want to hear about this with you like is anybody else does anybody else ever feel like this do they feel kind of pressured one way or the other like if you're at if you're in a completely different place where you're like I am you know all I work the only people I work with are worm bodies and nobody ever wants to talk about what children are doing and I'm losing my mind I would I would love to talk to you also if
0: you if you need somebody to get up in the weeds with
1: oh my god
0: is go the there for you, you.
1: <laughs> it is I the reed witch come with me child.
0: Sam, important question for you before we wrap up. Uh, Talked to uh, Rebecca and Rachel about this the other day. How many times okay. do you wave to, not to children, but to other adults in, in a given day?
1: Do you count a shaka as a wave?
0: <laughs> um, like when, I, it's, it-
1: when a car stops for me in the street, like we have a lot of crosswalks here that don't have signals. You just like, I call them death streets. You just mm-hmm. go out into them and you watch and see if someone's going to stop for you. And so when they stop for me, I usually go like, I usually throw a shaka. Um, sometimes I'll wave because I realize I'm not in Hawaii anymore. And I can, mm-hmm. people don't know what that is. I look kind of weird. Um, if you count that, yes, probably yes, that four counts. times a day. Okay. However... There are outlier days when we go on walks and we wave to all of uh, the cars and trucks they're interested in because they will point and then they'll say, hi, bus. And then I will, of course, also say, hi, bus.
0: Sure, sure. If you got small children with you, that increases your waving. Yeah. Oh my gosh,
1: we went on a walk today. This is my new favorite story. We went on a walk today, just around. And there were a lot of people, you know, milling about, hanging out at bus stops periodically. Um, We pass a bus stop and there's a bunch of people. It's like a major transit point. And we're walking through, and three of my buddies just put their arms up, and 17 people gave them high fives. (laughs) And just the people that in the people that weren't giving them high fives were watching and were just full of joy. And it was like, it's so great to have children outside in society. We love them. This is great. Like they were, we had there were like some college freshmen that were like, Oh yeah, I'm here, big guy. Like it was great. It was so delightful. You had little aunties and grandmas that were like it was just just the most delightful thing. So I waved to a lot of people today. Today it was probably twenty, but that I would sounds, say on a normal sounds, day, like four.
0: Four. Okay. Okay. Because yeah, I cross um, the
1: streets.
0: So. Rebecca. Rebecca is none because she's in California. She says nobody waves to anybody. She she is a threat. <laughs> um, Rachel's out in the Rachel's out in the country. So uh, you know they got that farmer wave going on. Oh, um, on the
1: farmer wave. And,
0: uh, and this came up because I, I kept track, uh, for, for about a week here and I was Love waving that. between 20 and 40, uh, times Woo! a day. Uh, yeah. do you switch
1: arms or do you have a dominant wave arm? I just,
0: I just kinda, I I just gotta kinda, kinda it, my, the hand doesn't even go barely above my, above my waist. <laughs> it's kind of a two finger, kind of a, a piece <laughs> kind of thing. Um, okay, Soon so you're
1: going to transition just to the sup nod where you just yeah. go. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, some people. Yeah, some people get the get the nod, but um, yeah. So that's something I was interested in too. Um, well, let's bring this. Uh, let's bring this home so you can go have some soup or something. No, that was last month. You went and had soup. What do you? Oh, mashed potatoes. You're gonna go have some mashed, mashed potatoes.
1: potatoes and possibly a pot roast that I ruined. We're gonna have to figure it out. It's a fun little experiment. Did oh well we don't know well if
0: you want to slow roast your next next pot roast um hit <laughs> oh, me up and I'll, I'll, i know uh, a guy to talk to i know a guy
1: oh. who knows
0: some things <laughs> um listeners this has been the child care Barn grill the world's longest running and most prolific early learning podcast that we only wants you to get that only wants you to get up to your knees in the weeds thanks for listening yeah. back soon bye-bye
1: We love you. My glasses are filthy.
0: This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production.
1: Oh.